The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Would you believe it? it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are leaving higher, Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicle. <laughs> Not with us tonight, our PCN underscore dirt, who is away out of town on a mini vacation. And also not with us tonight is... Uh, what do we call him? Tim Dad 98? Tim Dad 98. Shout out to Classic Material for that one. Shout out to Classic Material on Twitter. Um, Tim Dad 98, Tim Dog, aka Tim Dog 98, is uh, still on his uh, Tim Baticle. And uh, we look forward to, uh, you know, finally reforming the CB Tron Voltron at some point. But here tonight on the Click Nation's Compo Chronicles is our very own at Roddy Cat on Twitter. And of course, after a week away on the sound effects tonight, this is at agent underscore 70, changing things up just a bit. That's right. So uh, look forward to hearing, you know, I, I hope you guys enjoy and look forward to hearing the, uh, the new sounds that I'm incorporating into the show. Um, make sure to uh, join us every week on uh, roughly the same bat time and same bat channel at uh, dclicknation.com forward slash live. Um, make sure to follow us at our individual social media accounts. Uh, I'm at at age underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow at Roddy Cat. Uh, as I said, at Roddy Cat, K-A-T, and at News Nerds Need on Twitter. And you can follow uh, Roddy Cat on Instagram at C at CB Caps. He runs that uh, tw- uh, Instagram handle. With uh, sound effects to boot. And um, uh, make sure to follow our other co-hosts who aren't here tonight at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, follow his uh, other handle at, at PopCultureNet on Twitter. Go to his website at, at uh, PopCultureNetwork.com and www.ineedcomics.com. And follow at TimDog98 as he breaks um, breaking comic book news at, at TimDog98, at, at CBCron, and at TheClickNation on Twitter. And make sure to go to our website, www.TheClickNation.com. Uh, you can find our uh, Umbrella Podcast Network, uh, the Cold Slither Podcast Network, that is uh, CSPN Media. You can go to CSPN.us. Do it today. And uh, subscribe to our podcast at the various uh, podcast resources, such as uh, Google Play, uh, Mixcloud, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, 
and uh, other fine uh, podcast resources. And remember to shop at shop.cspn.us to buy some uh, CB Cron merch, as well as merch from other shows on the CSPN Media Network. With that, we're going to jump into this week's uh, reviews. Um, I guess we decided to lead off this week with the one of the books that we both Roddy Cat and I read. That is Ms. Marvel number 32, and I think it's a good choice to start. Agreed. You know, we we here at the Comic Book Chronicles, at least half of us have been pretty pretty high on uh, Ms. Marvel or since its inception, since her inception, I would say. Sure. Safe to say. Absolutely. And um, you know, this 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 book continues to be just a solid it's a solid but good book to read. Look and luckily I've been able to catch up. Uh, with this one, so in this in this particular issue, we find that um, well, I don't know if we would say that things are kind of getting back to normal because nothing's ever really normal with with uh, Kamala Khan. Sure, I would say that this is an excellent jumping on point it for really, new readers. I mean, the only thing is, is like it 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 doesn't necessarily allude to past stuff, but there's some stuff that that they kind of bring up slightly, you know, that um, you, you would have missed out on because right. you wouldn't understand, like, well, why, why are these two talking like this? I agree. But at the same time, you kind of get the gist. And uh, to be honest, these characters that we're referring to, that is uh, Bruno and uh, Kamala Khan, they're looking to get off on, uh, get off on, uh, get off to a fresh start of their own or a reboot of their relationship. And that's why I think it's a pretty... A solid place for a new reader to jump on board. Which, and I guess we, we may talk about this because um, there's something that's outside of this that comes up in another book that I read um, this week. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, I would think. But yeah, so they're trying to kind of uh, reboot themselves as an agent. I'm, I'm just somebody said. Um, but the main thing, and as my notes have brought up, like this issue brings up a couple of questions or at the very least one question that has been kind of that I didn't think I was curious to know about up until a couple of issues ago because like I said I just caught up with this book probably a few days ago mm-hmm. um, and there was something that kind of came up in one of the issues that was like hmm, why is that a thing or what's going on here and in this issue it kind of gets brought up again actually which which is kind of funny and that is um, kind of the nature of Kamala's powers. So you know, you know, with Bruno and Kamala trying to kind of, I guess, re- reboot and rekindle their relationship, whatever, whatever it may be going forward. Bruno gets the ideas like since he was away in, in Wakanda, like wondering how Kamala's powers work. And like I said, a few issues back, I kind of wondered that since we found out when well, since a weakness of hers kind of got re re brought up a while a couple of issues ago. And it brought that up, and that kind of comes back up in this issue because, like I said, they're doing they're doing tests on the power, and uh, during the course of the issue, you know, as we as we come to find out more about this, or roughly trying to find out about this, something comes along that kind of um, tests out our weaknesses, I guess, more or less. Right. I mean. 
you know, this is all a very uh, or heightened, it, I guess I should say. Right. Uh, you know, there, there, there's there, there's a long history in uh, comic books of uh, heroes who are constantly testing the limits of their powers, um, either because of a power change or um, you know some accident, you know, uh, affecting how they control their powers. I can re- recall multiple instances where. You know the sciency uh, members of a team, you know, like uh, uh, E.G. Uh, the Beast or um, you know Mr. Fantastic, you know, running tests on a teammate whose power is a little out of whack, and, or you know, trying to test out uh, the upper and lower limits. And that you know, the, you know, in in a solo book like this, you know, this is definitely uh, you know in that vein of stories. And it's interesting that uh, you know uh, G. Willow Wilson is choosing now to uh, use this as a way to explore the, you know, the, the various limits, because we all sort of understood Kamala's powers to be X, this embiggening and the shrinkening <laughs> uh, thing. But, uh, you know, now that uh, I guess we've seen more and more um, Ant-Man slash Giant-Man stuff, we'll bring, we'll talk about that. I'm sure, um, you know, if we bring up the movie, but uh, you know, there's probably a heightened consciousness about what, you know, that stuff you know, entail. So it's kind of a cool time for, you know, newer readers or younger readers to think, well, I wonder how, it, you know, her powers actually do work, considering what happens to her and her uniform when she uses them. Right. Which I remember having like a while ago, having uh, issues, uh, not necessarily issues, but questions. I kind of was kind of curious as to, wait, how does this other stuff, you know, going along with her, especially, as a matter of fact, I remember exclusively remembering her, the bangle that she, Whereas when she's in costume, right? Wait a minute. Okay, because I was because obviously her her clothes and whatnot. On well, until this issue, like okay, you unstable molecules. You could say something like that or whatever. Right. You know, whatever. Reed Richards is no is nowhere to be found. Right. But exactly, and none of that was ever the case. But in this issue, we see it's like, well, wait a minute. She's you know, in beginning and shrinking, mm-hmm. or I guess they call it in smallening now. I can't remember what the, what the word they're using now for that. But regardless. You know, and her clothes goes with her, and there's no unstable. You know, in her regular clothes, there's no unstable molecules, and that kind of good mess. So all of that kind of gets brought up in this one, and then of course her weakness kind of gets re-brought up because, like I said, it, I can't remember what issue it was, but it was an issue where it was brought up probably three or four issues ago, and uh, Captain Marvel kind of asked Kamala a question. Was like, well, wait, you didn't have Iron Man. Uh, you know, fix that for you. Mm-hmm. you know, put some Faraday line in your clothes. I remember. And right, 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 right. Like that was a thing. That's a thing. It was like, yeah. What, what's the point in having an Iron Man if you can't get the thing fixed? So, and apparently, she still has not had that done. Right. Of course, which is gonna, which ends up being a problem because, hey, guess what? Knowing that her her weakness is kind of uh, electricity based, then along comes a villain that could exploit that if he actually knew it right somewhat somewhat and what we're talking and the the villain that we're talking about you know was 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 very well written by uh uh, uh G. wilson in this issue we're referring to old school spider-man bad guy the shocker right which i'm kind of surprised they didn't go with electro but hey right you know. right 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 that would be too on the nose right so, so with the shocker, you know, it's just it's it's so you know it's so well written. It's so it's so knowingly silly, but at the same time, still very much you know playing out like a, a superhero uh, encounter would. 
superhero slash and supervillain encounter would. So, I, you know, I give her all the credit in the world for writing this. I had a lot of fun reading that particular interaction. Yeah, same here. So, so yeah, and I suspect, obviously, with the shocker coming along, you know, and what's happening in the course of the issue with uh, Kamala and her powers or whatnot, we will find out um, a little more tie as to what the weakness is and probably how to combat it because of it. Sure. Pretty sure, you know, obviously they did not use the shocker. The shocker was is there for a reason and not Electro. Mm. If if the if the weakness is, you know, like just as cut and dry as what was explained. Right. Or, or what came out in the issue and previous issues. But, uh, you know, it was still a lot of fun to just read the whole, you know, the the testing montage. I hate to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I love and I kind of love how it starts off because because first Bruno's like, "Can you swim?" and she's like, "What?" and then, then, then the next page is just like, "I hate all my life choices." <laughs> and actually, this and I, as as Agent Underscore somebody said, uh, this is a good jumping off point, but it is also like I would recommend if you are so inclined to just go back and read. Actually, it's more than 32 issues, because it's 32 issues of this volume. We go back to the previous volume. But regardless, there's always something to pick out in the world, or in the the panels around her. And in this case, there was like um, when they were in the pizza shop. Oh, yeah. And the name of the pizza shop was called Mario and Luigi's, which if you're a game fan, a, a gaming fan, you know what that is a reference to. Well, do you happen to have your copy open or your review copy open? I do not, know. Oh, well... When you look at it again, you notice that at some point Kamala and Bruno go out to a rooftop. Yes. And it looks like there's two of the three good feather pigeons up there. Yes, I did. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think about the good feather the good feathers thing, but you're right. And because you because even one of the pigeons just kind of gave like a screw face or whatever. That's right. Yeah. You know, so on a related sound effect. Now that's company. <laughs> so Oh yeah, and 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 it's, and it's awesome that they kind of kept that up, even though, I mean, even though the artist changed and the artist style was still similar as when Takeshi um, Miyazawa was was right uh, was uh, drawing this. Right, and and I've always I've always talked about this, and I just haven't done the homework. The colorist is doing their level best to maintain the exact same look, you know, so that it's consistent throughout all these issues. So you are never thrown off right. by even subtle changes in the art. Agreed, agreed. So, like I said, Miss Marvel, always good book. Marvel. Good, good stuff. So, I'm going to jump to, um, if we're done with Miss Marvel. Um, Ooh, I'm, go ahead. Everything okay? Oh, yeah. This oh. Is so, I'm going to jump to some of the big launches that came out this week. Uh, it looks like I read a few more books than Roddy this week, so I'm going to uh, try to knock these out. The first book I'm going to bring up is Amazing Spider-Man number one, uh, a new number one uh, for Spidey under the uh, guidance of Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley, formerly of Invincible, and now on um, you know, one of his first big uh, uh, assignments for the Big Two. So uh, you know, let's hope that uh, he does well. Um, I enjoyed this book. Uh, Tim Dog 98 passed along a note saying that he liked this book, and he uh, is curious to see if it's another fake out in a relationship that Peter Parker is maintaining. And I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, this is an extra long book 
So there's a lot to digest in this. Um, what Tim Dog 98 is referring to right up front uh, is on the very first page of the book where it's very strongly hinted at that um, Peter and one spoiler alert. I've got a, you guys got to uh, bear with me. My soundboard is, uh, program is different. So my layout is slightly different. It's color coded, but still I have to kind of get over the fact that things are in different places now. So uh, here's the spoiler bell. Mary Jane and Peter may or may not be getting back together, and it's strongly hinted that they are. And one Tim Dog 98 is curious to see if this is another Peter MJ fake out. Um, semi curious about that, but uh, ultimately, what we have here is Nick Spencer creating a brand new status quo. That's what number one issues are for. So, we have everything from a new living situation for Peter Parker, um, it, where um. He's literally rooming with one of Nick Spencer's favorite freaking characters. Uh, if you read Superior Foes of Spider-Man, you kind of have an idea who that might be. Um, I'll leave it at that without spoiling too much. And, um, you know, we have uh, Fishbowl Head returns. And if you are a fan of Marvel and Spider-Man, you know what character I'm referring to. That is a mild spoiler for people who don't know. It's a strong spoiler for people that do. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've keep kept up with uh, fairly recent uh, movie news about Spider-Man, probably exactly. also. Yeah, exactly. So um, again, as I said, uh, Nick Spencer's creating a brand new status quo, translating things from uh, uh, Dan Slott's long run on Amazing Spider-Man, and basically uh, creating new um, uh, new situations out of them, and changing them, transforming them, taking some away. So it's a very much um, you know, uh, a shift from uh, what, what what we knew of uh, Peter Parker's uh, situation at the end of Dan Slott's run and uh, Spencer creating a brand new uh, direction for uh, Peter Parker. Um, I can say that uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the fence. That's the best way to put it. I'm on the fence about uh, Ryan Otley's art. I uh, you know, there's, you know, there, there, there's a surprisingly well done art book. You know, like, uh, you know, there's a surprisingly well done comic out this week that I was surprised to enjoy the art far more than I did on this. I enjoyed the story on this because it was kind of interesting to see Spencer kind of tear down Peter Parker even further than what we're used to. You know, like take away all the little things that 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 made uh, um, that made uh, Spidey's life tolerable at the end of slots run so it's interesting to see um spencer do all that and take that away but uh definitely start in uh new and seemingly uh difficult directions for peter to follow so i'm looking forward to see where this goes i'm not so keen on the art but i'm willing to give oddly you know a little bit more time to grow on me you know his style so we'll see uh tim dog 98 really liked this issue apparently we'll get to that later on I'm kind of skimming through this right now, and um, because I wanted to see who who the person you were talking about that he's rooming with, <clears throat> and I see interesting. <laughs> well, I drop pretty strong hints, but then when you see it, you're just like, oh, right. Well, no, no, I meant one of them, but the other one. Oh yeah, but um, that's weird. Um, yeah, I like the, the Call of Duty reference there. That's funny. Oh, this, you should read it because it's a good jumping on point. It's a number one. 
Um, yeah. may not even be all that familiar with um, how Spidey ended uh, his story in, uh, in Under Dan's Spot. So you may not even realize that a lot of the stuff was, you know, like uh, a long time coming for Peter. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, you don't know what you got until it's gone. You know, shout out to uh, uh, Janet Jackson doing a cover of, um, of uh, oh, I'm forgetting her name. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Thank you. Uh, there's even a, a reference to a, a um, um, I guess questionably maligned um, um, Spider-Man arc. Yes, I'm, I'm seeing. So that's mm-hmm. kind of amusing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, all right. So um, just to allow me to jump to the other uh, big. Uh, launch of the week and that is superman number one this is by brian bendis and uh, ivan rice i can tell you that ivan rice's art on this is top top notch um if you uh are even mildly interested in reading something new and don't mind trying to get into what bendis is trying to do with superman just read this for ivan rice's art because it is top notch beautiful stuff so um it definitely helps to have read Bendis's Man of Steel coming into this because a lot of this stuff is intertwined. A lot of this stuff is related to what has come before in those five, I think it was five issues, a five issue limited series of Man of Steel. So that's, you know, that, that kind of set the tone for the Superman book. And, uh, you know, a lot of stuff follows directly out of that. So if you're trying to figure out what's going on, uh, they do a decent job in this issue of uh, setting the table for you know who's where and why certain characters are not around when you would expect them to be. So um, you know it's okay in that regard, but I think it's definitely preferable to know having read the Man of Steel miniseries. So um, I would definitely recommend uh, catching up on that. There is uh, an allusion to and a pretty big reference to Superman Returns. In this, it was Returns, right, with Brendan Routh? Yes. Right. Not seen that one yet, but yes. Yeah, there's a pretty strong reference to that in this. So, um, at least in terms of uh, a rebooted home of, uh, uh, of, of quietness for uh, Superman, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, I'm, I have not read Man of Steel or this, but I've, from what you just said and from an article or two that I've read about some things that he's going to do. Well, there you, you just spoiled yourself reading the article, so... <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this uh, the article had to do with something, I think, else. Okay. I think. Uh, but we, we, which we had already talked about in the previous show. Okay. But, um, or we may have alluded to it in a pre-show. Either way, it doesn't matter. But it, what it seems like is, like, is Bendis just going to run through all of the, 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 the Superman movies and, and reference things there? Possibly. Possibly. So it also fit with something he's done with other characters in the past and whatnot. I'm not sure. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, we definitely end on a two page cliffhanger, which is beautifully rendered by, uh, by Ivan Rice. And uh, as you said, we may very well be referencing uh, one of the Superman movies, you know, in this uh, opening story arc. So, um, so that, that, that does it for the two big launches of the week. What do you got, Roddy? Well, let's just go to why did I even take that voice? I do not know. Um, actually, let's go to Champions. We both talked. We both uh, read that one. Okay. So the thing, pretty much everything else I have after this is 
Just a convenient. Rapid fiery? Yeah, yeah. So champion's number 22, which I need to write. I'll do it in a second. Um, so what we have here is another book that it would probably help to have read other materials in a sense, but you don't necessarily need to uh, for okay. some of it. Because we, we what we have here is basically uh, we're caught up with a, a few different current events. Actually, we're pretty much current events at, uh, at this point because um, it just takes place after Avengers No Surrender. It takes place after the uh, Infinity Countdown Champions. Right. I don't appreciate that Infinity Countdown Champions became like required reading and collecting yeah. to maintain a run on this, you know? I wasn't crazy about that one either. But I'm like, like, going to have to go track down that issue now uh well it's, it's two issues and or yeah two issues the second one is probably more directly tied right the, the current events right right because of the way it plays out um and even and brings up something into this book actually now that i think about it that that is i, I guess is going to play out at some point so yeah yeah i mean if you still got the review copy you check it out yeah, no, I've got my review copy, but at the end of the day, you know, I read it, and but it, it, I'm just very disappointed that 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 itself turned into, you know, like for the completest collector, turned into a required purchase. That's kind of annoying. But anyway, yeah, which kind of lucky, but unlucky. Like I have not been reading any of those uh, Infinity Countdown books, but my my uh, comic book guy just kind of gave it to me because it's Champions. Mm-hmm. But you know, just put it in there because it's Champions. Well, all right, yeah, fine, I'll do it just in case to see what happens of it. And sure enough. Yeah, it ends up being some stuff that came out of it, and but also it's pretty vital. Yeah, basically, um, and also like Incredible Hulk, like a past Incredible Hulk and Spider Man, you you might want to read, but they kind of allude to it that, so it's not like required reading for that. But if you're curious to know, is to at least the Spidey front, you know, if you're curious right. to know what happened there, there, but the the Incredible Hulk one kind of kind of plays slightly direct, obviously directly in this one, given what happened because. Um, we find out that um, the totally awesome Hulk is no more. Exactly, he now has a new code name and looks a little different. He's a transfer. He's an Autobot. He's an Autobot. You remember that? You don't remember that code name? Code name as an Autobot. Shout out to PCN underscore. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> I was thinking of the paper towels, but oh no, because it's not on. Uh, it's a it's a version no. of the name of the paper towel. Yes, and, but you, uh, you're right. He he does have the name of an Autobot right now, which would be funny if they ever did another uh, crossover. Um, but yes, and of course, if you've been watching the, the or been paying attention to the news, he and uh, well, Ruby Williams got a new suit, basically. Right. Yeah, that and that and the change in status of Sam Alexander um, are directly out of uh, the uh, Infinity Countdown crossover. Yes. So. Definitely between last issue and this one, if you haven't read those issues, you might want to. Because then you would definitely be confused. This was like, well, even though they kind of alluded to it there, but it doesn't give you what actually happened. Mm -hmm. So, given that, you know, Sam Alexander is is Nova no more. I'm not going to spoil that right now. Right. Um, So he's kind of feeling feeling some kind of way about himself and his place with the team because of that. And I wouldn't say, I guess, being understandably upset. You know, given the situations, because, you know, first he had this and now he doesn't. Which, if you've read 
the the infinity countdown issue it was kind of a that was a weird way to to to, to handle things to do it yeah absolutely like really because i kind of figured so well clearly he's you know with what was going on there like there's going to be some big thing and then you know it's going to be some but they no just and things happen so absolutely that was a thing so yeah so but anyway we have the champions on a new mission with the new tim timber whose um code name i don't recall was ever given out before this issue or let me phrase that before the 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 uh, infinity countdown. Uh, I think it was. I think it was in her first appearance. You sure? Because I don't know. No, no, not the not the first issue, but like the second, like uh, against the master of the world or whatever it is. But I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember them actually giving her that because like I said, I've, been, I've read, I've caught up with that one recently, and I'm like, I don't remember them giving her that name then. But and and then they may have, and I just kind of glossed over it. Whatever the case may be. Yeah, so yeah, that's it. Because that's yeah. not the first time I've read that, but. Uh, or sure. calling her that. So, um, but yeah, the first time I I remember seeing that was in the Infinity Countdown book. Okay. So, um, the other kind of big plot line that's uh, weaving its way through this book is uh, deals with uh, the Vision and Viv Vision, and part of what happens in this book really requires you to have read what happened in the Vision miniseries. Uh, well, mm, eh, yeah, part of it, but more so the reading of Avengers No No Surrender directly. Right, right. Well, I mean, that, you know, that, that's what leads to the current situation. But in terms of uh, some of the things that Viv experiences, um, I definitely think that you need to have read the Vision miniseries and obviously be caught up on what's been happening in Champions. So. Which, realistically, read Vision anyway. It's, it was a right. right. So, I mean, you know, that aside, you know, if, if you care anything about the vision, you know, or know anything about the vision, you should check that out. Absolutely. So, um, you know, ultimately we have the champions on this um, mission into uh, Tanzania um, to uh, do some humanitarian aid, and uh, they run into kind of the last character you would expect to find in Tanzania. All right. Um, we're kind of far away from the Everglades of Florida. That's a big hint as to who this might be. Right. But hey, you know, given that there's a, I, I assume the nexuses or something is going to come and <laughs> come into play at some point. Maybe that's probably why. I right. don't know. But I yeah, just think it's funny. Yeah, no, right? Because it was like, and I think I might have had a slight heads up as the fact that this character was going to be in here. But um, and not though. I guess would we call him an obscure character at this point? I wouldn't say so because. This character has been on the Thunderbolts. Uh, well, yeah, but how long ago was that? It has been a while. So, but if you, I have a Marvel Legends build a figure of this figure of this character. Nice. (laughs) He was the uh, the Marvel Knights one, I think. Mm. Which, yeah, I got that. That would play because he was in that line too, I think. But um, uh, what was I going to say? So yeah, so this character being here is kind of weird and being away from like he's being away from his, his, his. where he normally is, and his interactions with one Viv Vision, you know, and the the new uh, champion Snowguard. Which, by the way, um, so Snowguard is a new is a new um, champion. They we came across her in the last couple of issues prior to this, right? Um, and it got me to thinking: is is she just like basically Vixen mixed with Snowbird? 
I was about to say she's pretty much Snowbird. Um, I mean, yeah, for the most part, but at the same time, like you know, her because my because Vixen, I think, only uh, changed into non-snow animal. Well, actually, she never changed. She just used their powers. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, no, no. My apologies because she always had the aura, like the way they would depict it around her. But you're actually more right. She's tech, she absolutely more Snowbird than yeah. which is. Kind of funny, given that you know the the last article she came in on the, the the Alpha Flight was with you know was you know exactly with them. So and I was thinking about that. I was like, that's huh, weird. But um, nevertheless, she's she's like she might end up being a a, a cool character. I hope she you know I hope they did, they have a chance to develop her. She got a little annoying in this issue because of the way they characterized her language. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Like the little nickname that she gives Viv. Calls her Vivi. I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> right. And I was just like, well, I suspect there, I have the strangest feeling that there's going to be some developments in between, between those, where, well, between those two characters. Sure, 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 sure. All righty. I might be wrong about that. And I kind of hope for the AM, not saying that it wouldn't be cool, but it's just like, well, that's just predictable. Mm hmm. If it happens like that, but regardless, you know th- this issue was a pretty decent. Like I said, you you have to come into this issue, um, with knowledge of what has happened already in the universe at large, and specifically, you know, it definitely helps. Let's not you know let's not say that this is impossible for someone to read if they're coming in cold, but it definitely helps. No, it's not, but it's definitely it alludes to the things kind of heavily, and it's like okay, well. Especially if you like, if you just come from this from last issue, and then mm-hmm. you know, like, well, okay, well, how did this actually happen, and when did this happen? Which it tells you that, but you still don't know what, and you know that right. kind of stuff. This issue was like an advertisement, is like a, a subtle advertisement for Marvel Unlimited. Basically, yeah. yeah. You need to catch up, download this, and join us for however, however much it is a month. Except. So- Issues you'll need to uh, catch up on won't be out there until the next what in four months. So, <laughs> well, no, not... not the issues of the champions. Yeah, exactly. But if you want to go dig deeper into like Vision and, uh, well, yeah, uh, but, yeah, uh, what what you call? yeah, no, the uh, call You were saying um, in current issues of Champions. Cause I no, 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 no. Disassembled. Uh, not disassembled. Uh, Avengers. Um, no surrender. No surrender. No surrender. So yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Champions 22, that's that. All righty. So, um, just before we go into Rapid Fire, I think we can both throw one more book each. Sure, Unless you want to go to Rapid Fire. It's up to you. Uh, I only have, I got like three more books, and all of them can be Rapid Fire as far as I'm concerned. All right. So, if you want me to spin it up, I'll spin it up. But. Ooh, that's a nice crisp uh, Vulcan machine gun sound effect. You want to do yours? You want me to do mine? Actually, you know what? I'll do mine. Um, So, Exiles number five. So, this is the end of this arc. I almost thought this was the end of the book, the way things were going, because it felt like, like, okay, some things were happening, like, really too fast, but then I realized this is kind of how Exiles go. Mm Mm-hmm especially originally and this one doesn't disappoint because in true exiles fashion the end of the arc means some things happen the old order changes somebody dies spoiler alert mm. 
true. But in this one, we have uh, OG Nick Fury and the Exiles versus some uh, Galact Kang, Galact Kang Galactus. <laughs> Goodness, there we go. We'll, we'll leave it. Yeah, because basically it's a version of Kang that ended up getting the powers of Galactus, but bending them to eat realities and not worlds. Okay. And this, this is the final, well, I guess the final standoff between the Exiles and and um, and uh, Kang and Galactus. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, uh, the, the old order changes, and uh, I guess the next arc is going to um, keep that tradition, or keep the tradition of the Exiles going. But we do actually see some, uh, at, at the very least, one uh, original X file. I keep saying X files. Exiles uh, member, though, which you know, some of that some Saladin Ahmed has kind of done before in the course of these five issues. But it's still cool to see if you're a fan of the book or a fan of the previous uh, run of the book. Uh, let's see, Domino number four, eight and seventy. You may or may not want to check this issue out. Okay, because this one and. Uh, Last issue introduced a character that both of us have a fondness for, and is a little bit out of the way for reasons that um, this, I guess, the last issue kind of gets into, and that would be Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Okay, yes, who Domino ends ends up taking, uh, playing a visit to, and kind of starts having feelings for. Okay. That uh, may or may not manifest in the in the, the course of this issue. <laughs> oh no! Um, well, the cover is a mild giveaway. Pretty much. So uh, that is not so much of a spoiler. But yeah, so you know we, we're we're fans of Chang Changi, and he deserves better than what he's gotten out of that one issue that shall not be named. <laughs> this was, you know, kind of a fun issue, and um, you know, I'm I'm still kind of on board, at least to the very end of this arc, as to what's going on with Domino. Uh, we also see a little bit of backstory into one of the villains. Uh, actually, probably both of the villains, I don't think about it, but one of the villains in particular that Domino's been going with, going up against the last couple of issues. So, and I imagine we will continue to see a little bit more going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, last but not least, which I should have probably done previously already, but Titans number twenty three. So, um, this is another one that's like, well, if you haven't read the Titans specials that came out in the last couple of weeks, you might be slightly confused because there are two new teams of Titans. Like one, uh, still let this one still led by uh, Nightwing and the other Teen Titans book, which you know is pretty much the rogue uh, Teen Titans that were left. So, but this issue has the new team of. Which is a combination of uh, Titans and Teen Titans book. I mean, Titans and Teen Titans squad mm-hmm. go into action for the first time with the addition of Steel and not the um, the original one, but uh, his daughter. Really? Yes. So John Henry Irons had a daughter, and now she's taking up the mantle. Correct. Okay. At least that way is his daughter. Yes, his daughter. I keep getting confused because I know like Black Lightning had like cousins and and they end up having powers and I keep thinking it was like a similar thing here with Steel but no nah, I think it's, it's his daughter and you know she's you know she's super smart so she's she's doing some of the tech but she's also wearing a version of Steel armor and it's got, it's got a hammer and all that kind of good and she's also on the team because 
uh, Nightwing picked her out. But you have to see Titan Special Number One to, to check all that out. You know, to, okay. To, to see them coming up together as a team. But in this case, like I said, this is Nightwing's team who are pretty much like the first response team when there are new metas that come about. And the, like I said, on this mission, they come across some energy that spawned a couple of new metas, and they're and they deal, had to deal with that. Not without some bumps along the way. Oh, and Miss Martian is also on the team in true uh, Young Justice fashion, but she was put on the team by Martian Manhunter for a reason. And if you know anything about Young Justice and Miss Martian, then you know that she comes with a secret, and not the one that actually you know was a big thing in Young Justice, but another one is the reasons why she's why um, Martian Manhunter put her on the team. So that's going to be something that's going to play out uh, in, I'm sure, in a couple of months. But nevertheless, there's some tension between Miss Marvel, um, excuse me, Miss Martian and Nightwing as to how some things, uh, you know, go with the team. And there's some other issues with other members of the team that they're kind of trying to iron out. But nevertheless, the, the mission kind of gets done one way or the other. And um, it just kind of leads to some other things going down the line. Okay. Is that? All righty. So let me get to my rapid fire books this week. First up, Daredevil number six hundred five. This is the last issue in this particular story arc involving the invasion of New York City by the Hand and the Beast and uh, Daredevil and and some Knights of Templar. I mean, the Order of the Dragon um, basically take on uh, the Hand and the Beast, and uh, it's a lot of actually good rollicking fun. And there's um, some possible changes to the status quo of Matt Murdock as the uh, employee of the city. So that's, uh, you know, that, you know, that's in this issue. It's a pretty uh, satisfying wrap to this story arc. And it's, uh, and, and, and it actually sets up uh, the next story arc very well uh, with a semi cliffhangery last page. Um, Mech Cadet U number 10. Oh, if you guys. So before you go on to that one, I, the beast you're referring to is not Hank. Uh, no, Hank. it's not Hank. It's not Hank McCoy. Okay, I just want to make sure. It's okay. The beast, as in the hand, the beast, the de- the the demon, the devil. Sure. Um, Cadet U number ten. Uh, if you guys are not reading this book by uh, Greg Pak and uh, Takeshi Miyazawa, you should be. It is a lot of fun. It is fairly uh, kid friendly. There's some you know, monster gore involved, but uh, it's definitely uh, well-told, well-crafted. It's just, it's going to be a pleasure to read this in a collected form. Uh, next up, uh, Flash number 50. Uh, PCN underscore Dirt had been reading this, and I was kind of, I was really hoping that he would be on tonight. So shout out to PCN underscore Dirt, uh, who did warn us ahead of time that he would be probably out of town this week, uh, uh, tonight specifically. So, um I, I kind of wish that he had been on to talk about this issue because it was the culmination of this flash war, I believe. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we, we, we've been talking all night about uh, foreknowledge, you know, like having some, 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 some knowledge uh, uh, ahead of time before um, reading something. And this particular uh, story arc on the Flash is def- definitely requires um, having some knowledge uh, before going into this of uh, the Flash's history, going back to like, you know, the mid '90s, and um, 
I have some of that. And even with that, you know, I still kind of found myself trying to figure out why things were happening the way they were happening. And ultimately, we're dealing with all these forces that are unleashed as a result of the Justice League destroying the, uh, the source wall over in Dark Knight's Metal and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And, you know, that has ultimately become uh, a source for many, many uh, storylines in the DCU. Um, coming out of that so um, you know the flash is uh, no different so uh, you know if you want to see lots of uh, speed stuff and uh, you know maybe the setting of a new status quo in the flash corner of the dcu pick up this issue it's not necessarily new reader friendly but if you want to see how this particular epic story arc ends and uh, you know maybe think about where they're going from here um, you know you can at least peruse this issue uh finally a surprisingly fun read this week was x23 number one and uh you know on on script the writer of this book is mariko tamaki and the artist is juan cabal and i gotta give cabal and the colorist nolan woodard a lot of credit because this is a very pretty book to look at it's saw the art is solid the colors are solid um, this, you know, you know, like no, no, no slight and no disrespect to Ryan Otley. But if I had seen this art team take on amazing Spider-Man, I think I would have enjoyed that issue a lot more than I did. And if you just flip through this, you'll know what I mean. So, um, this is a lot of fun. It's great to see, um, X-23 and the Honey Badger go to work. Um, it makes me want to pick up, you know, kind of go back on like Amazon or eBay or something and pick up uh, the X-23 um, uh, Marvel Legend. And I really hope they put out a Honey Badger one at some point, too. That'll be pretty cool. Um, I like the uh, interactions in this. I like the storyline in this because um, the the uh, antagonist that they set up for future issues um, uh, uh, is uh, an X character that we are familiar with. But um, remember, we we've you know like all night we've been talking about this week's books requiring some um, some knowledge before uh, some some knowledge ahead of time before reading this issue uh, this week's issue. Well, this issue is no different. But at the same time, I think Tamaki does an excellent job of recapping why certain characters are acting the way they are, given you know uh, their recent history what's happened to them in, in the recent past. So there's a re there's definitely a, a well done recaps in the pages of this book to help uh, provide the uh, backstory and the depth as to why characters are doing what they're doing. So this is a surprisingly a uh, uh, fun read. It's a number one, you know, it's meant to draw readers in and I think it does very well. And that's it for uh, my rapid fire this week. So I guess we're going to come into our clicks of the week. Wait, what do you got? But before you do that, I wanted to go back on something because I just forgot. Well, first of all, um, shout out to Matt Wayne 97 who just joined us live. Um, but I wanted to show, I'm glad he showed up because I wanted to show this particular screenshot from uh, Plastic Man number one. If you're watching the video, which you should sometimes, you should uh, you should check it out because it has has it has um has one plastic man doing this thing and shouting a what apparently was in the, 
I don't know if it's some actual slang, but it is uh, some slang. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it is some slang that has been was said in a couple of times in the course of the that issue uh, that I've just that I just read uh, earlier. Is this like a key? Is this just like a clear sign of uh, getting old? That uh, I don't recognize that as any sort of recognizable slang at all. I'm not sure if it is, but you never know with with Gail Simone. So I don't, you know. Hey, that's I, hysterical! Shout out to Atman Wang ninety seven for joining us live. So yeah. that said, I wanted to go back real quick on um, Exiles number five because okay. I just because we were talking about Miss Marvel and Kamala Khan is was is in. You know, is in or a version of Kamala Khan is right. in Exiles, and this issue actually brings up, um, let's just say, something about her relationships mm-hmm. or about the relationship that she had in her timeline. Right. That uh, could be something that could actually happen. Maybe not. We don't know. But nevertheless, thing. So that oh, being said, look to the week. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> Matt shouting out uh, Gail Simone directly on Twitter, mm-hmm, as he tends to do sometimes. <laughs> Not Gail Simone, just in general. Yeah. But um, so yeah, clicks of the week. Want to go ahead and clicks of the week? Hold on. All right. Um, our very own at Tim Dog ninety eight has chosen Amazing Spider Man number one by Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley as his click of the week. Hmm. I I may end up checking that out later on, actually. All right. For myself, I'm I weirdly slightly torn, but I think because of the gushing we probably gave it earlier, I'm just going to go with uh, Miss Marvel number thirty-two. It's a good choice because I'm, you know, honestly, surprisingly enough. I'm torn between as much as I didn't really enjoy Otley's art on this first issue of Amazing Spider-Man. I thought that Spencer did an excellent job of creating a brand new lower than low status quo for Peter Parker. And I enjoyed that because it was uh, pretty, you know, pretty interesting, pretty entertaining in Amazing Spider-Man number one. However, I did also enjoy X-23 number one. Surprisingly enough, I did pick up a hard copy, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't. Uh, uh, it was long before I read this week's issue. You know, I read. Uh, you know, I just picked it up on a lark, just thinking, "Oh, you know, what? let me give this a shot." And uh, it was really good. I'm actually very tempted to pick X23 number one as my click of the week over Amazing Spider-Man because it was just a lot of you know just interest. You know, it was just a, a fun issue to read. You know, I really did like what Spencer did though. So I think you know what I'm gonna go with uh, what I enjoyed the most. I'm going to go with X23, number one, for my click of the week. Right. And it is so ordered. All righty. I should, I, should, uh, I should get a clip of uh, Yul Brenna uh, saying, uh, so let it be written, so let it be done, from the Ten Commandments now. <laughs> yeah, that, w- that would work better than what I was thinking of, because I was thinking of um, uh, So Say We All from uh, BSG, but that probably wouldn't work all that well unless we had a Unless we all had the same click, right? So, yeah, that, that's a that's a thought. So, um, all right. So, I'm going to roll right into our first ad read of the night before we move on. So, um, 
First up is uh, Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Uh, Blue Apron, fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. All righty. So we're going to move on in the show and get to the news yes and we start off with a little bit of cinematic news as we tend to do with sorry uh, infinity war blu-ray apparently won't include 30 extra minutes of thanos now i don't know if there has been another update since then but this happened a few days ago where we found out that the, um, the obviously the Blu-ray is coming out and I believe it's coming out at the end of this month and there was... No, the, no, the digital is coming out at the end of the month. Uh, the Blu-ray is coming out like a couple weeks into August, I think. Right, you're right, you're right. Um, but nevertheless, the Blu-ray is incoming at some point. Right. And there, was, there was some speculation. Sooner than you think. That's the point, right? <laughs> well, I mean, Black Panther kind of did the same thing because it was a, like a two-month turnaround. Like most... Yeah. Most uh, Blu-ray turnarounds is like four to six months, right? Tops, which that's funny. Traditionally, right? Yeah, especially from like back in the day when it used to take way longer for for stuff to get out on DVD. But nevertheless, Mm -hmm. um, so there was some speculation as to where they were going to have Thanos's backstory um, as one of like the deleted scenes because apparently they they may have actually filmed a lot of that stuff. But uh, but it seemed like that that might not be the case in. this, as we can see here, you know, there's a we got some uh, a breakdown of what could possibly be on the Blu-ray here, and that's a bunch of featurettes. And um, you know. wait a second, so so so, what was that story, Admiral Akbar? It's a trap. <laughs> yes, indeed. But regardless, like I said, it is a thing. When it comes out, we'll see if that's actually the case or not. But hey, I would be well. I don't know. Infinity War was long enough as it was, but <laughs> right, the thirty extra minutes of his backstory, which I guess more comic people would know, is a non-issue. You know, right? Case. Although I don't know, they they've changed the character a little bit, so we don't know. You know, uh, or at least enough that it would be curious to see. Mm-hmm. But we may not ever. So moving right along. Alrighty. Um, related news: Stunning Infinity War concept art reveals alternate takes on key scenes. So apparently, this art uh, suggests the Battle of Nowhere could have ended much differently. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen Infinite War? No, there are some people that probably still haven't, actually. Yeah, no, this is going to be people that haven't seen it yet. They don't want to deal with the uh, crowds, people like PC and underscore dirt. So. Fair enough. And, you know, before, like a good 10 years ago, I would be the same way. Mm-hmm. So. Um... There is that. But yeah, some concept art showing a whole bunch of, the, so, bunch of stuff. Some of it might be on the, the, the Blu-ray. We don't know. Um, I didn't think it actually said here. 
But regardless, that's a thing. Uh, Avengers Affinity War gets an epic home video release. We kind of just talked about that. I don't know why I have it, this in here, but as uh, Agent Underscore Seventy just said, uh, the the digital goes it goes on digital for July thirty first, and it goes on Blu Ray August fourteenth. Kind of close to my birthday. Okay. Mm. Next up. All right. Um, next up, Iron Man two actually foreshadowed Ant Man and the Wasp. So uh, apparently there's a bit in Ant-Man 2 talking about uh, Project Goliath, G-O-L-I-A-T-H. And that is uh, a foreshadowing of um, uh, Bill Foster, a.k.a. uh, uh, played by Lawrence Fishburne in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, the the superhero alter ego of Bill Foster. Well, except for the fact that it was from a deleted scene from Iron Man to uh, Blu-ray. Or, or DVD, whatever the case may be. So if you did not watch the deleted scene, you would not have seen any of that. Uh, next up, Spielberg endorsed Ant-Man and the Wasp's ghost casting. So one hand of John Common, or Kamen, I, I'm apologize for the mispronunciation of that. She of Killjoy's fame, she of Ready Player One, she of uh, Force Awakens, she had a bit part in, and various others. She's pretty, been pretty hot lately. She's, you know, she's pretty good. Um, so apparently Steven Spielberg wrote a letter to, uh, uh, Peyton Reed, you know, a letter of recommendation, which as this article goes on to say that she necessarily didn't read, I mean, didn't necessarily need, you know, but it doesn't hurt, but, but definitely doesn't hurt. But, you know, cause like she's, she's put in, put in a lot of work recently with what it was. She's also been in Black Mirror, Game of Thrones, and apparently that new Tomb Raider reboot. I didn't, I haven't seen that one yet, but yes. But fans of hers may know her from the Sci-Fi Channel um, um, show Killjoys, which is awesome, which is a pretty great show. You should check that out if you are a fan of Sci-Fi. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there that is that. That was I think there was something else in there, but that was pretty much it. So good on her. Alrighty. Uh, next up, uh, the Captain Marvel MCU movie has wrapped principal photography. Wow. Yeah. Has it already been seventy-five days of filming? Yeah, you know, hey, you know, things things turn, man. Things turn. Time flies, also. So yeah, that just means all of the the the, the basic stuff. So they still need to do posts and all that kind of other good stuff, yeah, effects and stuff, and reshoots. So yeah, mm-hmm. but that just means that the main shooting is done. So we'll see you when it comes out next year. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse reportedly adds Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir. So you you all probably may or may not know by now that... Um, I'm uh, trying to find the right uh, sound effect for this. I'm really not sure what to do. Yeah, I don't know. This could be Hold good. on, I got one. Ooh, I'm dying! <laughs> so, the, the, when I read, originally read this article... Um, so, as you all know, folks know, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the animated uh, movie that is coming out at the end of the year uh, that showcases one Miles Morales and a bunch of, and you know, and Spider-Man and, of course... And Spider-Verse-y characters. Yes. So, we now know that there's... Um, and this is a report. I hadn't seen anything more about this, whether this is actually true or not, but this is just, like say, a report. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about this is, especially where Nicolas Cage is concerned, I just saw, well, I've seen it before, but I just saw like a kick ass, a, a part of kick ass again. Okay. And if he is 
Spider-Man Noir, if he's playing it, ends up like the character or Daddy. Yeah, the the character he played there, that will be amusing and sad all at the same time. Because we know Nick Cage has a certain reputation for mm-hmm. on, especially in, in his later years. Yeah. You know, with the roles he takes and how he plays them. Oh, one note. Yes. Well, yeah, but you can say that about a lot of people nowadays also. But yeah. yeah. Like he is a kind of, but he, he, but regardless, he tends to get into it. So, which is even, even as funny as anything else. <laughs> but so, you know, we will find out in December whether this is the case. And I don't know, Spider-Man Noir might be a good fit for him. And I don't know, especially like I said, if he plays it like 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 his character, which I, that would probably be against Spider-Man Noir. Now that I'm thinking about it, but funny nonetheless. Okay. All right, next up, uh, the artist behind the viral Frozone family fan art has a great pitch for an incredible spinoff movie, okay? That's all you really had to say, realistically. You know. All right, next up. I'm glad uh, I kind of wanted this one. You go ahead. This will be fun. Hey, go for it. Go for it. No, 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 because I have a bad, you know, because, you know, you, you can't help but make a bad Colt 45 reference. <laughs> <laughs> That would be, and this is this was the probably a couple of the great news a couple of days ago, and that Star Wars Billy D. Williams uh, reprising role as Lando, and as one Tim Dog ninety eight said, about time. And so the day this came out, it was like, okay, you know, great, awesome. I mean, like legit awesome because like this is the the person we were expecting to see probably in Force Awakens, or at least before now, right? You know. Um, I'm kind of worried slightly because, like, well, they've been killing off all the, the old characters slightly, which, I mean, this is what's going to happen at some point anyway, but like, I can only imagine what's going to happen in episode 9 right? with with this character. So, it is a good thing. We'll see uh, Mr. Billy D. Williams and uh, probably another what have we have here. <laughs> all righty. Uh, next up, uh, FX is Why the Last Man TV series sets production this August in New York City. So it's going to start production in August, too. Of course, you can get a, um, a walk-on role. Yeah, right? So, yeah, I'm not sure when this is actually supposed to be out. And it doesn't say here, but regardless, they're still... Um, like the production is just starting, and they just really got people cast. So, you know what it is. Um... Wonder Woman 2 release date, cast, trailer, and everything else you need to know. So we've seen a good bit of uh, Wonder Woman 2 news in, uh, lately. But what we did not know is when the movie is going to come out. And we now have a date. It is November 1st, 2019. Wow. And so we already know it's going to be set in 1984. We've seen you know, a couple of people. Well, at least one person's coming back who you would think would probably not be back. But hey, we'll see how that works mm-hmm. out. We also know that Chris Wig is playing Peter. Uh, and who's writing and who's directing, which is Patty Jean. Mm-hmm. So. There you go. In related news, while Wonder Woman is, uh, you know, getting ready to, uh, you know, hit the big screen again, Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman costume stopped by, a, by Virginia Children's Hospital this past week and visited the kids in full Wonder Woman regalia. Good for her. Yeah, so, so Gal Gadot so continues to show how awesome she is. I'm Which fairly is, certain we've confirmed that it's actually Gadot. Gadot. Is it actually Gadot? I, I think so. That's why, that's why you keep hearing me in, in past episodes going both ways with it. Yeah. 
and I wasn't really sure if that was the case or not. So neither was I, but I think I I I heard very recently that it's actually Gadot. Sure. Okay. Well, and also, uh, Fast and Furious has been on uh, cable lately. Sure. Which is also kind of funny. Um, but yeah, there's that. Good on her, and that's an awesome thing to do. Uh, the Rock offers Black Adam update. Says the movie could contain some big DC cameos, which you know Dwayne Johnson has kind of been going away from from calling himself the Rock in previous movies and whatnot. So you know this is just a, everybody else still calling on that, obviously. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the Black Adam film is still coming. The Rock is still attached. He's still the star. Apparently, still possibly will not be in the Shazam movie. That is also. Um, had some news lately, which I think I may have forgotten to put in there. In that, you know, they've been showing stuff from from the from, um, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it's, that's shaping up. Okay, but yeah, uh, like, Adam, like I said, Black Adam still won't appear in Shazam, yeah. and like the movie, I get a short teaser when the movie premieres. I guess that's for sure. all right. So I was about, I was gonna uh, move on to a DC movie project that we really don't know if we want nobody wants this no nobody wants this nobody wants the other one the joaquin phoenix joker movie well, is happening yeah somebody somebody wants it those people are probably bad people though yeah so you know what once was rumored is now actually happening joaquin phoenix has closed the deal to play the joker in a spin-off origin film that's separate from the other dc universe films and you know what i gotta say about this oh i'm dying again or a good that boo one from Statland Water would have also worked. <laughs> uh, hey, boo! boo! Yes. So yeah. So the, this one's going. The I believe the Jared Letter one is still happening again. <laughs> we don't know why, but yeah. And I think this is supposed to be in the, an origin story. Um, may or may not be based off a of killing joke. We don't know. It's whatever. Batman the animated series comes to HD for the first time thanks to DC Universe. So, Batman animated series that the crown jewel of DC animation, one, one could say. Right, um, and it's fairly timeless, too. Yeah, absolutely. You can go back uh, and watch it now and not really notice too much, you know, you know, any shortcomings at all. Oh, yeah, it is totally an awesome show. You know, uh, up there with Justice League and all that kind of good mess, but which actually, it, some would argue it might be better than Justice League. I'm not sure how I would feel about that, but uh, regardless... Great show. It's going to be in HD and it's also going to be on DC Universe, the streaming service um, in HD. Uh, so, and I think that's going to be... Oh, wait. So DC is going to officially confirm to io9 that the first two seasons of Batman Adams animated series that will stream through DC will have been remastered and will be available in 1080p for the first time in series here. Uh, the two seasons will be available on HD and will be, will be, have a Blu-ray release, which I do remember seeing something about, but it's going to be at a, a later date. But they wanted to get the money for this first before they put them out. And mind you, uh, there is more than two seasons, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, Batman TES, because there was like, because it, it turned into Batman and Robin, I think, at mm-hmm. some third season. So I guess they're just doing the, the two initial ones, and then maybe they'll do the rest of that stuff later. I was going to say the two oldest ones. Right. Which, yeah, makes sense. You know, just hit around with the, the main stuff, because once they hit Batman and Robin, like it's just kind of more stuff. Alrighty. So, next up, uh, the rumor is that Birds of Prey, the DC Extended Universe's take on Birds of Prey, the film, 
um, will include Barbara Gordon, but not actually include the character of Batgirl. So I'm uh, not sure how to feel about that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're saving that for, I guess. The next one? Could yeah. Be. Or a Batgirl movie, which I know has been rumored to be in development. Hmm. Oh, yeah, we don't know. Now, the, I guess the other question would be is will this be. I don't know if it says it. Will this be like wheelchair bound? Um, Barbara? Yeah. If, especially if they're going to do the Batgirl movie, or this is going to be sometime later after that. And I don't know. I don't know. We don't know much about this outside of this. No idea. And I think um, Margot Robbie is attached to this one. Really? I believe. I believe this is the one she said she was trying to do. I can't remember. Um, this article does not say. But I know there was definitely one that the, those that um, it was attached to. Outside of the Harley stuff, I think. So, next up. Uh, Black Canary returns in Arrow Season 7 set photo. As we see here, uh, Juliana Harkavy has got a Instagram photo. She's back. I've not been keeping up with uh, Arrow, so I don't know what's going on. You got me. Yeah. But that's the thing. All righty. Uh, Keanu Reeves brings back the Baba Yaga, uh, in and reveals John Wick 3 title. And the, the title is, uh, what is it, John Wick? Uh, Parabellum. Parabellum. Which, personally, it's Chapter 3. I don't care about this new cha- this new one. Like, sure, okay, that's what it is. It's still Chapter 3 to me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty and uh, much. also, the, the funny to bring up the Baba Yaga. And if you've seen yeah, it. no, I was about to say, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a reason why I said that specifically. Now, wait till the end so that we can do a little bit of, um, like, a mini Treasury Edition to kind of catch up on some of the, the media and movies and TV shows that have uh, gone down the last couple of weeks. Sure. And that being the case, uh, Star Trek's Ira Stephen Bayer, I think that's how I pronounce it, confirms DS9 doc will release this year. I'm excited because I love DS9. It's one of yes. my favorite Trek show, and I believe it is also, we, as we have discussed previously on the show, also uh, in PC underscore Dirts. So, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like the idea of uh, getting a behind-the-scenes doc about that. That's cool. It is called, um, well, it is called What We Left Behind. Um, it announced they had locked the picture on the film and confirmed it will be out sometime in 2018, which is the show's 25th anniversary. Um, uh, locked picture means that the editing process is done and it's in the final product stages of post, which means it's going to be out so relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm looking forward to this because I'm a big uh, DS9 fan. I've, like, I've been watching some lately, especially a couple of key issues, uh, um, episodes. DS9 is streaming on Netflix, right? Uh, it is, yes. All of them are on uh, Netflix, and I believe they're also on uh, Hulu. But yes, they're on Netflix. There you go. Peace. Uh, uh, next up, uh, Quantum and Woody TV series has found a home at TBS, Turner Broadcasting Station. I totally forgot this was the thing that was happening, but it is, and it is a, uh, coming out. It uh, doesn't say when. But yeah, it's a thing that is coming. Uh, the head writer of Avatar The Last Airbender is working on a new fantasy series at Netflix. I can't wait till we get our own uh, show at Netflix because everybody's getting one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, what is to do better? But it's called The Dragon Prince uh, and the 
Oh, interesting. Former Naughty Dog director Justin Richmond. Naughty Dog is a, is a video game company. Uh, and Aaron Ahaz. I'm not sure how to pronounce them. My apologies. Um, has teamed up to form Wonderstorm, which is a new studio. Oh, that's why I've been seeing some of that stuff out on in, uh, on um, on Twitter lately. So that makes sense. Okay, so anyway, the um, new show from those people are coming. So fans of uh, Avatar Airbender, get ready for that. Okay. All righty. So that wraps up uh, cinematic news, at least. We'll be getting into, uh, uh, I guess, a mini treasury edition at the end of the show uh, in a few. But let's get through comic book news. First up, Colin Bunn. Uh, writer of uh, Marvel's as Guardians of the Galaxy breaks down the lineup in that upcoming book. Yep. Well, we we know why these people have been put together for this book. Right. Coming out doesn't say right there and doesn't matter, but yeah, that book's coming soon. Soon, yeah, because it's in it's been in the solicits already. So right, uh, Hardboard Noir Shadowstar title coming this October from Marvel. Because somebody asked for it because somebody thought this character must have done well in Deadpool 2. That, which is also coming out on uh, video very soon. That is also true. And that and the fact that um, the OG X-Force team has been in Cable book recently also. So right. Definitely because of, most undoubtedly because of, um, <laughs> because of Deadpool 2. And this is coming out uh, October 3rd and will be a five-issue run. Uh, Tim Seeley is writing and Carlos Villa is the artist on it. Got it. Next up, we've kind of already talked about this and that uh, Infinity Countdown. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Infinity Countdown lose two members of the champion. Spoiler that we already spoiled already. In different places, yes. So Sure. Go and on. the next story too. Uh, Champions debuts Amadeus Cho's new name upgrades and Ironheart's armor. <laughs> Which we already talked about at least Ironheart's new armor because of going for it, and now it's out. Because it's, right. That is that. All right, so uh, sad um, news that Roddy Cat's about to drop. Yeah, some sad news for the comic world. Uh, Steve Ditko passes away at 90. Steve Ditko, artist uh, that that's very profound, very, you know, he, there, you can pretty much say that there wouldn't be a whole lot of Marvel stuff. And DC stuff. And DC stuff, if it wasn't for Steve Ditko, because he has written, I mean, he has drawn and create, helped create many, many, many uh, characters for Marvel and DC. Notably, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Squirrel Girl, um, on the DC side, Blue Beetle, Captain Atom, The Question, Hawk and Dove, Pet Shade, The Changing Man, you know, just the list goes on. Like, if you go down the list of stuff that he helped and you know we're gone yeah it's extensive so right. he's a sad loss you know, creatively you know. right and the guy you know unfortunately you know kind of shut himself off to the world it's he's been called the jd salinger of comics um he wasn't a complete recluse because he had a public office he just didn't talk to a lot of people or let up a lot of people in on his life he didn't allow his picture to be taken um, he never did too many interviews exactly so you know didn't you know he kept himself away from the public eye and you know, uh, you know, unfortunately died alone and it's a very lonely existence being an artist already. And it just stinks that, you know, it, it you know, he, he basically died that way too. So it's a, you know, like, uh, my heart went out to him because that, that really stinks to, to, you know, to be in that position, you know? 
Yeah. So, so here is something that I, I can slightly identify with because it says it in this article that he took a quote from an actual interview that he did to, uh, back in 1969. When I do a job, it's not my personality that I'm offering to readers, but my artwork. Uh, it's not what uh, I'm like that counts. It's what I did and how well it was done. It's a product, a comic story. Mm-hmm. Eve Ditko is the brand name. So I can kind of sort of get behind that. He basically, because it's the same that he put his art first and not his name. Right. Or, or at least, you know, parts of himself that are outside of the, the art. So. And as this article also says, he was a strong believer in objectivism, which was developed by Anne Ryan. Take that for what you will. Right. Uh, and uh, next up in Stan Lee Watch, if you want to take the next two. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Marvel Studios is Kevin Feige weighs in on Stan Lee elder abuse allegations. Uh, I understand that, uh, you know, Kevin Feige is, uh, you know, tr- always working on seeing what they can do about it. And it's a very sad situation. And uh, in related news, Stanley drops the $1 billion lawsuit against Powell Entertainment for, quote, stealing his name and likeness. Uh, I can follow up with the next one, too. Powell releases a statement on the Stanley lawsuit and social media accounts. So Powell Entertainment has said that, uh, what call it? Uh, they addressed it. That's all it says. Yeah, well, basically, they were, I think they even it may have said something down here. Yeah, so there's a statement of fault. We're not going to go into the whole thing, but basically, they, they were like, hey, we were right in, in our convictions about our side of this. Mm-hmm. Paraphrase that, it, it, you know, is that. Um, also, I, this also has to do with Sandy um, getting his, his uh, Twitter back because apparently they were somebody they were, was, was controlling or, or something up until fairly recently. Okay. So. There is that. All righty. Oh, yes, that is your Stanley watch for this week. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, number one, gives Rogue and Gambit new costumes. So, as you well know, Rogue and Gambit just tied to not in X-Men book as opposed to in glasses. Uh, and they have a new book coming out. Uh, actually, yeah, next week. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. X. I'm actually strangely looking to check this out. But yeah, so they get the uh, new costumes of the, not the ones that are you're seeing here, because something different. But um, yeah, we'll see what those new costumes are like when that shows up. Alrighty. Uh, next up, the Marvel Unlimited digital subscription library continues to grow by leaps and bounds this July. Well, it grows anyway. Like just. Ah. Like the classic stuff that they could put in by now that they haven't. But yeah, so we get a bunch of new stuff. Most of it's relatively recent within the last, like I said, three or four months, like I said earlier. So it is what it is. But it's some good stuff if you're already into that and into, um, into, uh, Marvel Unlimited, which is a good resource. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse toys reveal Prowler, Spider Gwen, Kingpin. Uh, Green Goblin and more, which happens to this. What happened to this article? But yeah, so this December, this Into the Spider Verse has come out, and there's some toys that come out that's given hints to. It's in there. Oh, you're are you waiting for it to load? It's and you know, it's low. It's actually loaded, so that might be. I don't know something stopping. That might be my. Uh, whatever. Either way, it doesn't matter because there wasn't really much to it. Um, 
uh, outside of a couple of pictures, but we're definitely getting we we know other people who are going to be in um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because of these toys coming out. Oh, these are like drugstore toys. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was hoping for like Marvel Legends, but not. No, nah, I would have said so. So. Gotcha. Alrighty. Uh, let's see. Next up, Mondo reveals Comic Con 2018 exclusive Marvel pins. I, oh, these are cool. They're corner box pins. Yeah, I kind of want some of these pins. <laughs> I ran through one, but specifically, but you know, the gauntlet one looks nice. Which one? The gauntlet. Yeah, no, right. That one does too. So apparently, pins is a big thing. Uh, I guess within the last few years, I know like there's been a lot with Disney and. Mm-hmm. Or in other places doing pin stuff and their collector's items and whatnot. So in this case, um, Mondo, which I did not know was a, a subsidiary of Alamo Draft House, and they do a lot of posters and uh, collectible stuff um, and records and all that kind of good mess. Uh, but uh, they, oh, so they've previously released Marvel pins depicting Loki, Ego, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Man, Iron Man, Black Panther, US Agent other folks they are going to do uh okoye shiri killmonger nebula uh the Infinity gauntlet and thought uh thanos in this run so if you're going to comic-con 2018 i guess you'll have a chance to maybe get some of these cool though all righty uh let's see next up i'm happy about this uh, Wizards of the Coast is, Coast is making a Transformers card game. So Wizards of the Coast are the people that own um, Magic the Gathering, and they do a lot of other trading card games, and this is uh, another in the line of that. It will be coming out in what, September, I believe it is. Yes, September 2018. Uh, it'll be a basic Autobot-themed starter pack with the first wave of booster packs uh, coming out at around the same time. So if you've played Magic the Gathering, you kind of know what this is going to be about. Uh, okay. Uh, the the kind of the, actually it's not even that much of a difference. So the the big thing about this one is they're going to have like um, character cards, and the character cards are going to be double the size of regular cards. But on these character cards, like one side is going to be the vehicle mode, and the other side is going to be the transform mode because they're going to you know, the the. It's kind of like overpower. Uh, I guess so. I've never played Overpower, but I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and to answer Matt Wang, yes. Yes! yes for God's sake, Wang! Oh, yes, I want some of it. Because, like I said, I was, like, when, uh, when I saw this article and um, and I, I put it in our group chat, like, and I know the other Transformer fan being uh, MC, uh, PCN underscore Dirt, I don't know if he was interested in it because of card expect, but nevertheless... I am because I'm a fan of card games and I'm also a fan of Transformers, so this kind of hits me in the sweet spot. I've been slightly getting back into magic a little bit, but not so much to, to get serious about it. Um, but yeah, so this I was is... say, it's nice to have insiders um, uh, on the, uh, the Comfort Chronicles team right there. Right. The only, the, my only problem was this with the character cards. So, and by the way, the, the character cards are kind of like the Planeswalkers cards in uh, Magic the Gathering. Okay. If you know, if you know anything about those. Nay. Yeah, I know Matt and um, you know a lot of other he people. Definitely knows. Definitely knows about him. Yeah, uh, BDM also former guest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the matter is like they're going to be double the size of the the regular cards. It was like that kind of. I like. I know there's a. There's probably going to be a reason for it, but it's like and it's double sided. So the, therefore, it's like you, once you pull pull that card out, like you kind of know. 
like there's i know there's something about it that i don't know about it and i'll, I'll look into it later because the planeswalker stuff is still i'm still gonna get my head back into the game on on that one but nevertheless it's a thing you know it's basically basically magic with tra- transformers transformers uh covering storm and i'm excited for it moving right along next up Mego toys staging a comeback with the new line of action figures so uh the new line is going to be uh i really hope that this is not what it's going to look like based on characters from dc star trek firefly charmed and the wizard of oz and more beginning this october so i'm wondering i don't know if Migos is not not to be confused with the rap group but um no Migo or mego but Migo. yeah so there's a, a documentary on, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Agent Underscore 70. Why don't I keep saying the Underscore? Good Lord. It's uh, right. called Toys That Made Us. Yes, on Netflix. Yes. Do you know if this if this is a brand that shows up in that or not? Or Not yet, I don't believe. Yeah. So I don't know. I've been meaning to go and watch that because it's... It's excellent. It's excellent. You can watch them all. Like the, you know, the Even the ones that uh, focus on toys that obviously we're not uh, um, the... Target demographic for it's still lots of fun to watch. Yeah, I'm looking forward, especially for the like the the the, the Star Trek and the Transformers stuff. And, right, uh, the Star Trek Transformers, GI Joe, mm-hmm. um, Star Wars, Star Trek. So, but but yeah, nevertheless, like I said, um, that is the thing, and they're coming. You're going to be making a comeback. Lego, the Lego one was pretty good. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that that was also one. Yeah, like I said, I need to go and check those out. Um, but the toy line from Mego is going to come out starting next week uh, in Target stores and online July 29th. Like I said, not sure if the the ones at the top of this article, if you're watching a video, is going to be a representation of it. Or that is something from like the old, their old line, which I would imagine it would be. Right. Regardless, that is a thing. Look for it. Um... Dark Horse launches new direct-to-consumer division, Dark Horse Direct. So this is Dark Horse, which I thought they had this already. And um, so this is their toy line, you know, their statues, toys, figures, graphic, you know, uh, uh, based off of their properties that they deal with. Uh, let's see, they're going to be doing Game of Thrones, looks like, and uh, Umbrella Academy, Space Boy Maquette, and some other stuff. And that is coming. I think we'll probably see more of that at. Um, um, oh wait, nope, 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 nope. Order now, yeah, at around so San Diego Comic Con, you can see more on that. And it looks like they're going to be retailing for forty dollars to some stuff. Oh, next up. All right, the mind-bending comic mind, mind MGMT is coming back in a very weird and cool way. So this was by Matt Kent. I read uh, one of the spinoff books on this, and I read a little bit of of, uh, of this series when it was initially out. So now um, Matt Kent, the uh, creator, is launching a crowdfunding initiative to release an all-new one-shot comic set in that universe. Yes, and also... Include a vinyl record. Right. Which, that's an interesting way to, to do things. Uh, um, but yeah... So look for that if you're a fan of Matt Kent and or Mindman MGMT. Um, meet the professor who's going to teach a college course all about Batman because college is way cooler than it was when I was going to school. I mean, you know, tell the tell, tell the parents who are paying X number of dollars, right? Yeah. Like, wait, I'm paying all this money for 
you to do <laughs> for you to go to do that really um so yeah so this august the university of baltimore will be offering a course called the evolution of batman taught by award-winning poet Stephen levy levy um won a lot of awards i've never heard of but go on so look forward to that this august i'm pretty sure that'll be a fairly popular class uh, but yeah, this is an article about the in, in an interview with the professor and running down the syllabus and whatnot. It's good, what be going, what's going to be going on in that class? Cool. All righty. Next up, the book about this book about the anatomy of DC heroes and villains looks absolutely gorgeous. Okay, so in the in the vein of uh, in the vein of uh, Gray's Anatomy, uh, you can take a look at. Uh, uh, what Superman's eyeball might look like on the inside. No, and, uh, there's plenty of detail to provide, I guess, some, some uh, to somehow provide how the powers or reveal how powers may work. So right. uh, written by S.D. Perry and Matthew Manning and published by Inside Editions, the book's going to have extensive set of chapters covering members of the Justice League and uh, covering lots of uh, the villains. So um, it's uh, going to be kind of a weird-looking uh, product right there. Yeah, it's, it's worth noting that the, the book will be told from the perspective of, I believe, Batman, since, you know, he, was, he would be the one to have this kind of in-depth knowledge of the people around him and has. Right. So, I don't know. It, it seems to be, it's almost like um, um, those Marvel Universe, the, the Marvel uh, handbooks, except for way deeper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. At most they would, like, go into, like, Wolverine skeleton. Right. This yeah. is a bit more. Yeah, this is just a little, little deeper than that. So I don't know. I'm curious. I might actually pick this book up. Um, Bendis promises Lois and John will return to Superman comics in a big, bold story. Oh, we don't know what that is. We're just going to move on. So we'll take his word for that. <laughs> uh, next up. Alrighty, uh, next up we have DC's Milestone imprint relaunches this October, says uh, the Static Shock artist. Now, I don't think we saw anything in the solicits about this, did we not? I don't recall. Well, the October solicits were supposed to be out this month, right? I thought they, I think they were already, I thought they were already out. Or, let me see, yeah, or coming out soon. They're, they're with, probably within the next week. If, if they haven't been out already, then they should be out in the, within the next week, so we'll find out. Okay. Uh, that being because, but I thought October Solicitors was already out, and I could be mistaken about that. But regardless, Kyle Baker said, tweeted that uh, DC tells me that's been moved to October. My delivery schedule has also been adjusted by DC. Uh, they told me to deliver bi monthly instead of monthly. We want all the books to be good, and more time should help us maintain the high quality you should suspect, expect from DC. DC and Milestone have not confirmed this revised schedule, mind you. But take it for it is and we do also don't that there's been some lawsuits around this so maybe they got that cleared up hmm. uh next up g willow wilson and carrie nord takes over wonder woman on goring um i am a fan of g willow wilson as we have spoken of with um with um miss marvel uh she's also done a vixen miniseries which is what i first heard her from uh before Miss Marvel back in the day, so I am curious about this. I've been off and on reading, or at least collecting Wonder Woman as of recent years, but I haven't necessarily been reading them, so I don't know. I may have just stopped 
find them a reasonable, so I may or may not go back to this book because of this. Or at least to check out the first couple of issues to see what she does, what she's gonna do with the book. Right. All right. Uh, next up, uh, fifteen. You're you're saying uh, she's going to start with uh, Wonder Woman number fifty-eight in November. Gotcha. Alrighty. Um, R.L. Stein, the author, is has inked a multi-book deal with Boom Studios. Good for him. Yeah, so probably more goosebumps type fear-inducing stuff. Cool beans. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish Dirt was here for this one because this seemed like something right up his alley. In that, Murder Falcon, Get Ready to Shred is a new book that from um, Eisner-nominated writer Daniel Warren Johnson of Extremity and Space Mullet, two books I've not heard of. Uh, will launch an all-new headbanging, face-melting adventure from Image Skybound. Okay. Yeah, so if you didn't get the subtle hints there, there will be metal. Yeah! <laughs> I don't know. This October, that's when it's going to come out. There you go. If I need to explain what Murder Falcon's about, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. I shouldn't, probably. That's we'll move on. We'll let your imagination go with that. Um, next, next up, uh, Connor Nolan debut Wizard Beak at Boom Studios. So, yeah, okay. um, the Wizard exists. So, I guess this is about wizards that have their own beach, and um, oh, and and now they're just kind of out and about, chilling and relaxing. It seems kind of interesting. I don't know. I, I, I saw this and I'm like, ah, all right. Well, we'll see what comes out of that one. Okay. Um, next up, uh, Gerard Way's Umbrella Academy will return for a third miniseries. Good on him, I guess. Or yeah. that okay. uh, October 3rd is when that's going to come out, and it's going to be seven issues. Uh, Lollipop Kids protect U.S. against European monsters brought over from the American Dream. And when I first saw this, I was like, I don't know what. Yeah. So, and that was the reaction that I had uh, when I first read this. But apparently, um, according to this article, so Lollipop Kids plays with the idea that immigrants who have poured into this country for 400 years didn't come over here in search of the American Dream. They came over here to get rid of their monsters so that their home countries would never again have to suffer, which in today's political climate sound like that's probably what's happened. In mm. um, which means America is the secret prison to all of the monsters throughout history, everything from dragons to Big Bad Wolf, Medusa, Vlad the Impaler, Crump, uh, Frankenstein, uh, da, 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 and they have all been locked away for hundreds of years in the Green Sword Forest, better known today as Central Park. You better be careful up there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so this is where Lolly Cup Pop kids come in. They're basically um, the ones that fight the monster. They're kids that were born and generationally do, and come along every generation to fight the monsters. Okay. Or feed the vampire. Or... So it's not the lollipop guild, but the lollipop kids. Right. Oy. So I don't know. Like I said, hearing the description under that, according to this, it's. It's Harry Potter for inner city kids, and my love letter to Central Park says Nick Motley, who I think is the writer. Okay. Or who's the artist? Yes, because, yeah, Adam Glass and his 14-year-old son were the ones who came up with this. All righty. 
know who I don't know who that uh, Nick Motley person. Oh, yeah, I don't know who that Nick Motley person is because because they're not in the um the uh creative uh, thing. But anyway, that's the thing. It's coming. Uh, it is going to be from Aftershock Comics, and there you go. Okay. Um, and finally, uh, Robert Kirkman is surprised la- has surprise launched a new comic at Skybound Entertainment and Image Comics called Die Die Die. You go. It's um, not. Uh, it's not the dance of joy. Um, not the dance of joy. Going <laughs> <laughs> to discover here. It says, "Bullets." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, the dance of joy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, bullet-ridden, ultraviolet mayhem from Skybound. That's die, die, die. I'm sorry. Pretty much all you need to know about that one. All right. Oh wait, except for yeah, it is actually out this week. Now that I think about it. Or now that this article says also, because I did see something else about it that it's going over there, but I don't think we got any review copies of it. Alrighty. So um, I don't think we have any unwrappings or un- unboxings this week. Mm-hmm. Um, let- do you? No, no, no. Okay, so let me do an ad read, and then we can fold in a mini treasury edition because there are a couple of things that have dropped in the last couple of weeks that I think we should talk about. Um, stuff that PC underscore Dirt may not have read, and since Tim dog 98 is still on his timbatical we may as well just knock out unless you wanted to devote a special show to these uh like okay i know one of them you're going to talk about and i don't and i'm pretty sure i haven't seen the other one that you're going to that you're going to mention. you haven't finished watching luke cage i definitely haven't done that no oh wow okay so i won't talk about luke cage other than i'm now watching uh iron fist which i know i don't have to for this but right. i'm watching Okay, so then we don't necessarily have to spin off into a new show just yet. Um, but but let me read this ad, and then we can talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. So our last ad for the night is for Funko, Fun at First Sight, your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop, vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, T-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. All righty. So, as we wrap this week's show, I'd like to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, the latest installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What did you think of this movie, Roddy? Um, I'm, I'm on record as saying that this was fun. Uh, I don't think I actually said it on this show, but it was definitely fun. It definitely... Um plays on beats that were that have been were introduced in Ant-Man the the original Ant-Man movie uh we we won't spoil things folks I think this will just be a very broad stroke um there is a couple of characters that got well there's at least one character that's got a, a good bit of more exposure and also exposes the fact that hey this character is a way better character than the in the first part of the title character of the, of the title of the movie. Well, I think that um, 
the characters are well cast for one thing, right? And you know, I think what Roddy Cat is getting at, and he could just come out and say it, is that you know the Wasp is a much more capable hero than Ant Man. But I think that's the charm of it all, right? You know, we're not talking about you know uh, the most capable superhero. We're talking about the most, you know, the the, the I don't want to say the least capable because he's definitely still capable of doing many things that most people aren't. Well, that's true. And they don't. They kind of. They kind of don't really. And which this one and the first one, they don't really go on the fact that he's actually fairly intelligent, even though he's like a goofball regardless. Because I mean, he's he's an electrical engineer. Exactly. But like, they don't. They don't really still capable. But at the end of the day, yeah, you know, the Wasp is definitely the more uh, super heroic of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as you said, I love this movie because it, you know, it was full of laughs. Like it just kept going, but it was still so well written. There's still lots of drama. In all honesty, the the storyline isn't all that strong, but the you know, but the way it's acted, the cast just carries the movie from start to finish, and you will enjoy pretty much every minute you're watching. Yeah, I felt like they like like the thing like I was saying, telling dirt. Um, it almost feels like they kind of lean on the beats of the original Ant-Man a little much, but they actually don't. Like, it, they almost get to that point, because, like, if you've seen Ant-Man, you, you, some of the stuff that you've seen there, you have seen either. Right. But with... But a lot more action than the first right. one. And, you know, why not? Right, because we're not dealing with the learning curve, and we're also not dealing with the personality clash between Hope Van Dyne and Scott uh, and Scott Lang. So definitely didn't go as far as uh, like because as good a movie as it was, Guardians of the Galaxy Two kind of leaned into certain things. Like, hey, you like this stuff in the first movie? We're gonna give you way more of that stuff. Right. You know, right. Kind of, yeah, kind of took it down a little bit. This right. one didn't get that far into that but it, you know what it was a good you know it, it was a good turn it, w- it was a good uh i don't want to say palate cleanser but it was definitely a, a like a nice mood change mood shift from infinity war <laughs> until you get to the end yes so that's a that's a minor spoiler right there folks sorry about that but yeah, yeah. that's uh you know that you know for the most part this movie the main body of the movie is definitely a, a nice change of pace and uh, it was very welcome, you know. Like I, uh, like I was saying to my friends at the movie theater, um, you know, like we deal with a lot, you know, day to day, you know, uh, uh, in this day and age right now. But uh, you know, to, to to sit back and watch something like that, where you can kind of just, you know, you know, it all sort of melts away for a little while, and you just sort of get to enjoy and laugh and cheer, and you know, it's it's it was a welcome change of face for myself at least, and for the people in my theater uh, that night. Yeah, same. I think it was. Pretty much the same here. Uh, now it's worth noting that there's been some articles saying that yeah, this this while this movie is good, it does still have uh, some problems here and there. Sure, but you know whether how deep you are into what those problems could be, your mileage is very. But initial run, it was definitely a fun movie to go and watch, and like Agent Seven said, you know, just kind of laugh and stuff. And in fact, speaking of laughing, I will say this is. It's, it's, Kind of spoiled and kind of not spoiled. The so there are two end credits as per almost per usual with these Marvel movies. Mm. I laughed at the first one. I'm sorry. I laughed at the first end credit. <laughs> oh man, that so, one gasps to a lot of people. 
Well, see, that's just it. And that was the other piece because people were in the, in the, you know, feeling some kind of way about it when it happened after the end of that thing happened. Right. And, and I was kind of like that too, but I just had to laugh. I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now we know where we are in the timeline. So, yeah. And, and I just, I just, I, I had a good laugh on that one. So I was like, oh, that was, that was pretty good. It was then, well played. Well yeah. played. As almost you could say the second one, which I was like, well, which also makes sense. It given, followed logically, yeah. Yes, because like I told somebody, it was like, well, given that Infinity War is still in the air, like, what would they could they have possibly done? Sure. With that one, you know, given that Infinity War is still kind of hanging around. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. So that's our, our take on our, our, our hot takes on uh, on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Not a full Treasury Edition here. Maybe a mini Treasury Edition at the end of our regular show. So, I guess the question at this point, would you go see, see it again? Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Okay. I've actually debated that one, but then again, I've been saying that for the last couple of movies and like, you know, and not that Infinity War is about to come out early soon on um you know on blu-ray that's not ceasing to be an option on that front but you know i mean i've seen i saw infinity war twice in the theaters because i i, did, I said I, was, but I never did so I, I can't say that this one would warrant to excuse me a, re, a rewatch as much not saying it's not good but it's just like eh, you know i think i got to get the point of this one mm-hmm. so well, it's just a lot of fun and i don't mind having some fun you know like just to just to get some laughs you know um but uh, you know, but but that's you know that's uh, that's this uh, this this latest mini treasury edition. So uh, I guess you can wrap the show and uh, we'll get on out of here. Yeah, we we'll, I we may or may not do something about Luke Cage. Um, I hopefully if, if my cards stay together, then I will have finished watching that within probably next uh, my birthday or something. I don't freaking know. Regardless, we'll we'll stay tuned to that. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'd like to talk about the the second season of Luke Cage because there's they t- they made some interesting decisions in terms of where they want to take the character. So I'm hearing, and I'm trying, you know, was trying not to get spoiled on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But people just kind of say things that happen in the episodes they're watching. It's like okay, right? Like not everyone is as conscientious as your fellow co-host. So, so with that, folks, we have come to the end of another exciting episode of the Combo Chronicle. We thank you, each and every one of you, for coming out. If you haven't been, if you haven't checked out the video, you should come check us out on the video version. Thursday nights, 9 p.m.-ish um, on the Click Nation YouTube channel or dclicknation.com that's slash live, that's D-K-L-I-Q-N-E-T-I-O-N. You can check out our co-hosts who are not with us uh, PCN underscore dirt and PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. You can also check them out on Pop Culture Net on Twitter, uh, popculturenetwork.com, ineedcomics.com. Go check him and his stuff out there. Also from Tim Dad 98 at Tim Dog 98, that's Tim D O G G 98 on Twitter. That's the Click Nation, the K L I Q N A T I O N, all one word on Twitter. CB Cron on Twitter and also the CB, I mean, excuse me, uh, theclicknation.com. You can also check out Tim at CBR where he's writing, writing his ass off and doing things over there. Uh, so go check him out there. Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and also on Instagram. You got any other things you, you're starting off or I don't know? No, not right now. Okay, well, stay tuned for that, folks. And you can also find me, Roddy Cat, at Roddy Cat on Twitter. No underscore like, um, uh, uh, PC underscore dirt had <laughs> the note last week. That's what I get for not reading the uh, email after before it goes out. 
or whatever it goes out. But R O D D Y K A T, all one word. On Twitter, News Nerds Need on Twitter. Uh, News Nerds Need uh, Reddit is out there. Uh, CB Caps, that's uh, CB Caps on Instagram, where I do um, comic book panels that I enjoyed, like possibly that one that we uh, did earlier from Plastic Man. Sure. There. You can also find this podcast on CSPN. That is our home, the CSPN.us, where this podcast and other podcasts are found. You can subscribe to this here podcast on Google Play and Apple iTunes, aka Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also go to SoundCloud. We're on the CSPN um, SoundCloud there. We're on in other places, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we're think we're on higher i still need to check that out whether we're on iHeartRadio radio or not uh with it, some of the other stuff but we'll find that out regardless could be on spotify you know, <laughs> spotify, you know hey you know we're cool people uh but you can also go to shop.cspn.us get some merch there from this show and other shows and help um help support the network you know we try to get, get so try to keep up on that and with that, while I try to pull this back up, uh, this has been the Tumblr Chronicles. We will see you again next week. Um, have a good night, folks. Good evening, Would you believe it? It's, it's-